Hello friends, what's up? I hope you all are doing well. My name is Sanjay and you are listening to Improved Listening in English podcast. This episode is entitled as Getting India's Military Convergence Formula Right An editorial from the Hindu newspaper. Here we go. For genuine military, join us. A blending of minds and tailor-made solutions are critical. The Chief of Defense Staff General Bibin Rawat's recent description of the Indian Air Force as a supporting arm in an interview on July 2 and the Indian Air Force Chief Air Chief Marshal RKS Bhadoria's rebuttal is the newest bomb in the turbulent journey make marking the reorganization process of the armed forces unfortunately this bomb probably caused by misinterpretation of an oversimplification by the chief of defense staff comes just when the process appears to be touching down after being airborne for long whatever the cause the differences don't speak well of the intellectual underpinnings of the reorganization process is there a problem with air power what about the indian air force warning against splitting in, into penny packets is air power an adjunct armies and navies will see air power as an adjunct history being the reason analyzing the experience of the united states the greatest exponent of air power in history the air power theorist Tommy Davis Bedell wrote in 2019 that aerial bombing cannot control the ground it is fundamentally a coercive activity in which an attacker seeks to structure the enemy's incentives using threats and actions to shape and constrain the enemy's option both perceived and real it is an important and much utilized military instrument for both deterrence and compliance however its ability to produce results varies and students of strategies must understand the circumstances under which it is more or less likely to achieve particular results of politic or political ends holding and controlling land or water essential in conflict from vietnam to afghanistan air power failed to deliver the promised results to the us but everyone acknowledges how greatly air power can aid victories though issues before the indian air force media reports suggest that counting even aging aircraft the indian air force is 25% short on fighter squadrons a pan service shortage of about 400 pilots almost 10% of their authorized rank further aggravates this Therefore the Indian Air Force has a point when it wants against splitting assets for there may be nothing much to split whether now or in any future joint agreement arrangement the service chief is responsible for the operational availability of assets he alone will be blamed for failures so he must protest with all his might vulnerabilities should be known to all stakeholders With the US Navy faced a budget cut in 2015, Admiral Jonathan W. Greenwood, which Chief of Naval Operations told the Senate that if the budget gets cut, more ships and aircrafts will be out of action when in battle. More sailors, marines and merchant marines will be killed and there will be less credibility to deter advertisers 
and to assure allies in the future. But shortage alone is not at the core of the Indian Air Force objects. Objections, it is also the prospect of operational plan for the Indian Air Force being made outside the service. Finding common ground. A common understanding of the nuances of military air power is the key. Towards this, it has to be accepted that others do understand air power. The 67-year-old naval air arm figures among the top 10 air forces of the world with the experience of operating almost every kind of aircraft the Indian Air Force operates and with the benefits of the operational wisdom born of the harsh integrity of the supremely tough aircraft carrier and other small deck operations. The naval leadership understands air power. This applies to the Indian Air Army too. In its own way, confidence needs to be developed that widely staffed Apex joint organizations can draw a professional operational plans for air power. This will need some effort in the short term towards enhancing professional military education though at the staff level. Synergy and hurdles With dwindling budgets, a steadily deteriorating security situation and the march of technology, the armed forces understand the need to synergize. But natural human force interfere. For instance, different services don't coexist well where they are co-located. Bitter fires over land, buildings, facilities, etc. more optimal operational synergizing. Then there is the issue of giving each other the best or of wanting to be with each other. The Andaman and Nicobar command suffered from the lack of a substantial operational charter and the services not positioning appropriate personnel or resources there. Moreover, as the joint tenure didn't benefit career, no one stopped for it. The US, when faced with the same problem, made joint tenure mandatory for promotions. Steamrolling will decrease is useful in such areas. Major reorganizations must strictly follow the sequence of written concepts. Their refinement through consultations, simulation, or tabletop war gaming, field evaluation, and final analysis before implementation. This would help address command and control, asset adequacy, individual service roles, operational planning under new circumstances, and the adequacy of joint structures. Who gets to lead what also matters. The Western Command between the Indian Army and the Indian Air Force, Northern Command with the Indian Army, Maritime Command with the Indian Navy and the Air Defense Command with the Indian Air Force may be an acceptable formula. What is needed? As we hurtle towards inevitable reorganization, some specifics are required. The first is the need for a comprehensive national security strategy to guide the service development capacities required in their respective domains. The second is the need to transform professional education and inter-service employment to nurture genuine respect for others. The third is that the armed forces must resolve their differences among themselves, as the politicians or bureaucrats cannot do it. 
The fourth is to ensure good quality staff in adequate numbers at Apex joint organizations to reassure individual services and those in the field that they are in safe hands. The fifth is the acceptance of the fact that what works for other countries need not work for us. We may need tailor-made solutions which may need more genuine thinking. For genuine military jointness, a genuine convergence of minds is critical. Decrees have limitations. Thank you for listening friends. Have a nice day.